Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk station. in the morning. It's time for Tech Friday. Welcome to the program, our Tin Hat Conspiracy Guy, Dave Hatter. How are you this morning? I'm good, Kevin. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. Looking forward to talking to you, as always. How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain yourself? Yeah, I'm behind the microphone. Doesn't get any better Uh than this. Well, we got some scary stuff as always. Um, yep. Oh boy, where do you want Race to begin? World. <laughs> uh, well, you know, AI has been in the news an enormous amount since last year. So, you know, there's two related stories here. Maybe we start with the ten jobs that could disappear any day now thanks to AI. <laughs> I looked through this. This is scary. <laughs> it, it, it's really interesting, I think, because you know, Kevin. I was a software engineer for many, many years, and I graduated from college in 92. And even then, you know, there were predictions that you wouldn't need software engineers, programmers, developers, whatever you want to call them, because, you know, AI and technology would eventually get to the place where you could replace programmers because computers would just program themselves. Yes. And, uh, you know, I always kind of laughed about that. And, you know, I think we're, I, I still don't think we're there. I think we're certainly inching our way closer to that. Uh, but when you look at this list that PC Magazine put together, it's pretty interesting. You know, are they, we inching or are we, are we well, sprinting? That's, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, the, the pace has definitely accelerated. Yeah. And I think for people who aren't watching this space and haven't worked with some of these tools, they probably don't realize how good they are. They still have a lot of flaws. Mm-hmm. Um but they're they're pretty good, and I think any type of job, because if you if you go back further, right, and you know, I think we all know automation in general has come a long way. It's taken some factory jobs. You've got robots doing jobs that people used to do, but those those robots are fairly simplistic. You know, they do specific tasks. They're not just walking around doing whatever it is someone yeah. needs done. But, you know, they're not I stocking do. shelves. They're not uh, going from, you know, putting one can of beans on the shelf or something along those lines. Well, or, not yet. Although not, there yeah. is more and more of that right, sort of thing right. out there. Now, but, but what they're not doing is like a robotic plumber shows up at your house. Exactly. You know, and goes and fix your leaky pipe or something like that. No. But, but I do think, you know, we are rapidly heading into a space where in the not too distant future, you are going to see. And I, I guess the bigger point is, in the past, it's typically been more blue-collar type jobs. Right. Automation has, has hit. Well, let's go through some of these, because yeah. right off the bat is the one you know that caught my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accountants. Yes. And, and the point they make in this article is that, you know, jobs that have a lot of rules, and something like accounting, obviously, where, particularly in public accounting, where you have a, well set, a well-defined set of rules that you have mm-hmm. to follow, you know, that's exactly the kind of thing that you can 
plug into a computer, train an AI on, and it can get good at. And then I think some of the rest of this list, you know, content moders, moderators, writing. Writers, so in other words, rather. there's going to be a lot of um, um, recovering accountants out there in the coming I, years, I guess. I, I think there may be. And they also point out, you know, it, some of this, where, where we're at with this technology today for all of these jobs, they say proofreaders, content editors, writers, traders, attorneys, you know, graphic designers. You know, there's been several instances in the news already where companies have have eliminated positions for writers. Yeah. Because with a tool like ChatGPT, as you get better at prompt engineering, which is the fancy terminology for knowing how to ask it what you want. With ChatGPT, one of the one of the issues is learning how to ask it a question that's specific enough for it to give you a good answer. Because mm -hmm. if you're very generic in your questioning, you're not going to get answers that are as specific or as helpful. Well, if, let's pause right there because we got to take a quick break because that brings up something we talked about a couple the couple of last times we talked on Tech Friday about that very subject. So when we get back, we'll talk about that. We're talking with Dave Hatter. He is a... KRC, the talk station. Six forty in the morning. Kevin Gordon in for Brian Thomas. Fifty-five KRC, the talk station. We're speaking with Dave Hatter, Cincinnati's top cybersecurity expert and a friend of the show, doing our Tech Friday here. We were talking about uh, these ten jobs that could disappear in any day. Now we got to run through these because we got a, three stories that we got to talk to uh, or talk about here today. Um, but uh, going down this list, I you know you mentioned uh, accountants, and I can understand you know a little bit because. You know, when you have the Financial Accounting Standards Board and all the rules and regulations there, IRS regulations and all that sort of thing that, um, you know, to try to have one person know all those things. And um, when you look at legal assistance and but that the human element almost has to be there. And you brought this up about that, you know, when you ask a question or do, do a write writing a particular article, what you're what you're basic. And we, we, we talked about this, I think, the last time that. In there is a already a bias anyway as how this is programmed that could give you a predictable outcome. Yeah, there's there's always I don't think it's going to be possible to build any kind of system, at least until they can design and build themselves at some future point potentially. And we're certainly not there yet. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least not, you know, Kevin, one of the caveats I always like to point out there is I only know what is available to the public. Exactly. Right? What's been reported on, what I've had experience with, what I've been able to, to play with myself. Who knows what's in some lab somewhere, in the, you know, some military lab or some yeah. Chinese Communist Party lab or something. But with that said, you know, there's always going to be bias for two reasons. A, the algorithms that make it work, the programming, the programming logic that makes it possible for these things to do what they do is created by human beings. Right. So, you know, there can be implicit or explicit biases there. And then the data sets these things are trained on. You know, if you look into ChatGPT in particular, uh, in fact, you know, it's really interesting. You may have seen some of the headlines. Musk has now at least casually thrown out the idea of suing Microsoft because they've trained the version of ChatGPT built into being on, on data from Twitter and other public sources like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, if the data has inherent bias in it, and or the algorithm has inherent bias. And, you know, people have warned about this with AI for a long time. Yeah. 
um, because you've got companies using these kinds of tools to determine, would you be a good renter? Would you right. be a good employee? So, yeah, I think that's definitely a concern. And then yeah. two other major concerns in my mind tied into the same concept are, A, um, when you use these tools, it makes it very easy for you to generate content that could be flat out false. Exactly. Uh, do you catch the story? Jonathan Turley, a fairly well-known attorney, has, has you know, in, I'm using his words or paraphrasing his words anyway, been defamed because someone asked a question like, you know, give me a list of attorneys that have been charged with sexual harassment. And it not only named him, but essentially made up a fictional story about an event he attended that never happened. Mm -hmm. um, and other, other folks have made similar claims that these applications and that's one of the warnings, if you look at OpenAI in particular in the ChatGPT right. product, is that they use the term sort of hallucinate, that it'll just make stuff up occasionally. Right. There's no sourcing, so you don't know how it So in other words, they're, uh, they're journalists. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really just making hard, stuff you know, up. <laughs> really hard to know yeah. where this stuff came now, I from. Now, I can so, see this from proofreaders, um, because obviously... You know, that's just identifying words and making sure that the, the content or at least the sentence structure is there, the spelling of words and that sort of stuff. Transcribers, I can see that. Uh, but when you get into I don't know that I would trust myself going before an IRS agent or uh, a judge uh, with uh, AI uh, writing the case and coming and arguing before the court. Uh, graphic design, maybe. I don't know. Customer service. No, we've already seen that. And uh, I don't yeah. know about replacing soldiers with, uh, um, I, I just keep thinking of Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. Well, or or the flip side of that, you know, like the Terminator style. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There you go. Okay. Well, but, uh, we got a couple other stories we to get to here. But, so, so, uh, well, I, before we get to those, I'm sorry. I got to interrupt yeah, here. Oh, good. But, um, you know, when those stories started coming out, the other week and they started talking about the leaks from the Pentagon and everything. I kind of made a joke, but I started thinking about it and I thought, well, you know, was this done by AI? Did somebody go to chat GPT and say, what is the dumbest thing the federal government could do in their relationships and foreign policy? And then this is what was all prepared and leaked to the public. <laughs> Cause when you read that stuff, you think there's no way our government could be this stupid to be doing this and uh, with Egypt or this over here. But we come to find out that yes, they are. <laughs> well, you know, you touch on an interesting angle there, Kevin, because one of the major concerns I have with all of this, and this is even before this, you know, sort of became one of the major topics in the news here of late, is the whole idea of using this technology to create deep, you know, synthetic media. Exactly. AKA deep Exactly. Fakes. Because any, this stuff is at least good enough, despite some of the problems we've already touched on here today. You know, I've, I've worked with ChatGPT. 3.5, the, the free version that's publicly available, you know, a fair amount. And if, if you, once you understand how to ask it questions, it will generate, in most cases, very high quality content very quickly. And, you know, could the documents, quote unquote, that were released as part of this uh, breach, if you, for lack of a better way to describe it, could, it, could that all be, you know, synthetic media created from, computers yeah it absolutely could we're at a place now where you literally cannot believe anything you see and you mentioned the graphic designer entry on that list so there are 
um, AI tools like Stable Diffusion or Midjourney that are designed to generate, you know, I'm going to use the term loosely, art. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you've got AI that can, with as little as three seconds of someone's voice, duplicate it pretty much exactly, at least right. in the human ear. So, you know, it's it's not just ChatGPT and the text style content. You've got all these different AI platforms mm-hmm. that have become available within the last year or so. And, and some of this stuff has been around for a while, right. but it, frankly, it hasn't been very good. Well, we need to step and out it, and take a, a, a quick break here and come back. And uh, um, one of the things that um, we can answer this when we come back, the, you mentioned that if you ask the right question, it can come up with a very good document for you. But where's the bibliography with that? Hold well, that thought. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking with Dave Hatter, he is Cincinnati's top cybersecurity. See the talk station. Six fifty in the morning. Kevin Gordon in for Brian Thomas. Fifty five KRC, the talk station. Continuing our conversation with Dave Hatter, Cincinnati's top cybersecurity pro and great friend of this program and a friend of mine. Uh, thanks for hanging with us, Dave. I certainly appreciate it. We uh, kind of got off on this this one particular topic, and uh, but it's it's so amazing. And, and again, uh, the, the question I had before we went to break, and uh, maybe we ought to get to the other story, but oh, other one of the other stories. But um, where's the bibliography with these fantastic um, um, pieces that are being written by AI? Well, that's one of the problems, Kevin. <clears throat> you could ask it to create a bibliography for you, and it will, but you can't trust it. And, you know, going back to a comment I made before, one of the major knocks on this is you don't really know what the source of the material is exactly. when it gives you an answer. Um, you know, it's been sourced from all over the place. And, you know, ChatGPT and OpenAI, their creator, has said very specifically you may get a completely made up answer. Mm-hmm. So yes, you can't you can't just assume whatever it tells you is 100% accurate. And the way I've used it personally is, okay, I, I want a blog post or I need a letter or something like that. Um, I don't think you and I talked about this on the radio, but you know, you know, in my spare time, I'm the mayor of Fort Wright and yes. we were fighting House Bill and Senate Bill 50, the mm-hmm. bill that would create these partisan elections. So I actually asked ChatGPT to write a letter to the editor. Now, it, it, you know, it didn't hit all the salient points and so forth, but it gave me probably 60 to 80% of what I needed. Uh-huh. And then I just tweaked it to say what I wanted it to say. So rather than staring at a flashing cursor and going from nothing, exactly. it, sa- it saved and me an enormous amount of time. That's a, that, I, I think you kind of think the way I do. I mean, you know, because uh, I think accounting brains and software brains kind of yeah, work similar. the same. Because because you you have so much in your mind and when just getting started to write that letter or to write that paragraph or something, I'm amazed that some people can actually do a blog every day or um, actually do a a column every day. But it's just the getting started. So once you have that starting point and if you use that chat GPT for that and then you tweak it and then come up with your own phrasing and that type of thing. I think that could be a very good tool. And you made a very good point there. Super powerful for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've used it for all kinds of stuff like that. You know, if you want to, if you just want to say, okay, I want to, let's say I wanted to write an article on X. Now, another problem with ChatGPT in particular is they cut off 
the content they used to train it in 2021. So anything after that, it doesn't know about. Oh. Right. So, so that's that's another potential limitation you need to understand what? when you use it. What it get locked up? It's in prison somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just they basically just you know stopped the training at that point. Okay. Now, you know, there's there's newer versions out there, but you got to pay to access them. Oh, but of course. Just, just keep in mind that you know there it has wow. a variety of limitations. But once you know that, you know, if you said I want to write an article about X. And you, if you ask the question right, my guess is you'll get something that's somewhere between 40 to 80% good enough that you could then take it and with limited effort on your part, rework it into something that would actually be useful. Yeah. And, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to add your own bibliography, sourcing, that sort of thing. But it's a, uh, it's At least amazing. It gives you a good starting be. point. Yes. And, good and starting point. I, I'll tell you, I, there have been times when I have tried to, or I'm writing a letter and it's can be a three-hour process. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing, at least for me with ChatGPT, rather than a three-hour process, it might be a one-hour process. Exactly. And, it's and, done the heavy lifting. And again, you know, because when you're writing something, if you're like me, and I'm pretty much sure you are, you kind of like to make sure that words are spelled right, that the, stru- yeah. the sentence structure looks right, and that it makes sense. So you uh, go through this whole, you know, proofread, 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 have three other people read it, tell you what they think. Yes, <laughs> sounds very familiar, Kevin, <laughs> very familiar. So so with these tools, but, you know, then that brings me back to my whole cybersecurity concern around this. Yeah. You know, in the, in the past, when you look at phishing, right, whether mm-hmm. it's via email or text or whatever, one of the things people like me have been saying for years is, well, okay, a lot of these things are not crafted very well. The grammar's mm-hmm. bad. The punctuation is bad. It doesn't make sense because it's non-English speaking people doing oh, this. Oh, right? wow. That's so now, a whole new can of worms now. Yeah. Think about the possibility that, you know, I don't speak English very well, but I know how to use chat GPT and I want to create content for some kind of phishing scan. There you go. Jeez. You I know? didn't even think about that. I knew today you were going to scare us. <laughs> Sorry. Something. I always do somehow. You didn't and, disappoint. Dave, we're up against the clock here. I certainly appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you in the future. My pleasure, Kevin. Have a good one. You too. Dave Hatter, Cincinnati's top side. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Going I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.